just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Welcome back. Welcome back. How's it going? Not too bad. You? Good. Been a while. Good to be back. It has been a while. <laughs> it's, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Now just getting back in the swing of things. Summertime. Work and vegetables growing and keeping up with this massive lawn that I inherited. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like it seems like this time of year there's just so much going on. Well, it's it's different because the last the last company I worked for as a welder was summer was usually our slow time because it was railroad work. So what happens? All the railroad stuff is being used in the summer. Right. Fall and winter, we had our hurry-up time because we have all of these influx of companies bringing in their railroad equipment and their machines and everything we had to fix and work on. And then we didn't have any time. So pretty much through Christmas, we were just slammed. And then usually January to April was like nothing. You sweep, you sweep the shop. Yeah. But now as an instructor, I, I don't have class because the school's out for the summer. So I'm like... I've never had a summer off in my entire career. Right. And it's weird. Well, it, it can't be that weird. I mean, you still still have work to do. I do, and it's nice keeping myself busy, but I just mean in terms of the job I'm supposed to be at, I'm not at. And it's, right. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I actually I called a coworker last week who's been there for a while, and I asked him, I was like, is there anything I'm supposed to be doing? And he goes, no, just check your email every now and then, and don't expect anything until August. I was like, okay. <laughs> so weird. Dude, seriously. See, and I'm but, really the opposite because, I mean, you get calls all summer long. People want things done right now, right now, right now. And then during the winter, you have that nice slowdown period. and That's where you get to catch your breath. But no, everything's good. Star Wars world is... Whew. A lot of things coming up right now. The magic world... The Witcher World, ah, just everything. Mass Effect's got a new game coming out. 40K's got a TV series that's being worked on. I wish they could just make good stuff about all this, and oh, then I'd be happy. My. Well, here's the thing. We've been down this road before. You predicted everything that's happened up until now. I'd say we're probably 90% right. The other 10% was maybe a few things that I was kind of left surprised with and okay with. Well, there was a lot of optimism in, in our predictions, and I think we made that pretty clear that, hey, we know this isn't going to happen, but it would be really nice if it did. And now, so let's start with video games of Star Wars, because that's the one that's been eating at me the most. All right, let's start with the video games of Star Wars. The first one that came out last month and a half ago, Star Wars The Jedi Survivor. Yep. So it's Cal Kestis's return, and I have no premise of... I have no idea the direction the story is supposed to go. So, he basically fights. I played the first one through the first two chapters. Hated it. Terrible game. So here is, here is my take. I think within the next ten years, Order sixty six may as well be retconned. 
Well, they've ran it through eight different games and shows, and it's like it's getting overused. There's more Jedis surviving Order 66 than there were dying in it now. Yep. Uh, I say within ten years, Disney's going to be like, oh yeah, there was no Order 66. Like, every, every Jedi just, just died individually on different... It's like, no. The whole point of Order 66 was that only a few were left. Can we stop... Terminatus. Oh, can we stop bringing them back? It just, it really baffles my mind because... I love Mace Windu. He died. He fell out of a window off the top of a building. He's dead. Well, and just speaking in terms of this game, Cal Kestis. He was a Padawan to the... I can't remember the name of that guy, but he's the Jedi Master who wielded two double-bladed lightsabers. And... He survives Order sixty six. Okay, that's cool. But then he it would goes be cool around. If it was original. Well, right, but but <laughs> then he goes around and you're going to all these random worlds, collecting artifacts, doing all this stupid. It's basically was a game where the main storyline was all side quests. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it felt like if you played Skyrim and did all the side quests. Oh, you mean like through, I do? Well, okay. Now that we, you know. Now that the game's been out for over a decade. That's kind of how I enjoy playing games. The game was just, it was clunky mechanics. It was like a Force Unleashed remake with a crappier storyline and a crappier character. Force Unleashed did it way better. That was a true ART. That was an alright game. It's not my style of game, but it was a really good game. But it was smooth. It was crisp. The story was amazing. See, and I always, I just don't... This game with Cal Kestis is just weird. I don't fall in love with the uh, the modern idea of a storyline game where you just have one path to walk. Like, Halo is fun, but Halo 3 was, to me, the epitome of, okay, you only have one path to walk, the, you can't screw it up, you're going to go where it's just a maze. Then there's you follow the single path to get to the outcome. I want to step into an immersive world like Skyrim. Like uh, Morrowind, like Witcher. The Witcher, like uh, Kotor. God, I don't want to say this because it has no story, but Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it has a eh. okay. Eh, it, so has you a, can, it has a it has an idea. You can cool. dig super deep into Minecraft and come up with really cool lore, which I I, I don't remember the name of the uh, the name of the YouTube channel. There's a a lore channel that basically just builds out conspiracy theories of, of how games lore should be. And so it he has videos on, like, what is the Deep Dark? What is the the Enderman? You know, what is, what is, what's the deal with the End? What's the deal with the Nether? What's the deal with the Piglins and the Hoglins and the... And it's really cool because he actually digs through the game and like comes up with a coherent story for each of these lines that kind of interlocks with each other. I think that was Mojang's idea, though, was to, to leave it up to you, to the imagination of this, this world. I think so, and I think they're still doing that to a degree. But it's like they have a vision in their head of where they're going and what the story is. Sure. But they're letting the players find out and find it. And I'm impressed with that. I just... Remember, Force Unleashed was such Star Killer. Still, one of my favorite characters. The story was just bread and butter for what happened between episodes three and four. And then Disney comes in, retcons everything. Now we got this Cal Kestis guy who 
somehow finds an old Jedi master, that, that black chick, I don't remember who she is, the whole time she's been masquerading as just a smuggler or some shit. I'm like, this story is just so blasé. And then Vader comes out in the end, and I'm like, okay, what? The? I just... And then they have the second game come out, and it seems like it's just the same thing over and over again. Right. And I'm like, okay, if you didn't get it the first time, the ending of the first game, Vader comes back, that should have been the end of it. We know we know Anakin's still alive, we know the Empire's thriving, whatever. Well, I just feel like it's going to be another story like that. Clunky gameplay. I haven't played it, but from what I, the videos I've seen, it just looks like round two of side quests until you get to the end of the game. And then what's that other one that just came out? Star Wars um, Outlaws. Bethesda did it, and they're claiming it to be a, a true open-world Star Wars game. But yeah. you can play one character. You can't change... <coughs> Between male or female. You right. have to play the female version. There's one story. There's not an open map where you can run around and do whatever you want, like GTA or Skyrim or Witcher. Right. Like, that to me is not open world. Open world is literally like Skyrim. I can create the different density and cheekbones in my character, how high my eyebrows are, the different well, race. I, I, then, like, the open world as in, hey, uh, we have a main storyline. There is a main story, but, like... I personally played the same Skyrim map for like two years and never beat the story. Yeah. So like that's open world to me where I can go do my own thing. I don't know that I ever beat the story on that particular character and he's max level. <sighs> See, and I do appreciate the customization because... I like the customization, I but can, that's not the, the epitome to me. Well, that's a for me it's a big portion because that is literally I am making my own fucking character. Well, great. Now I gotta label this one explicit. <laughs> yeah, but we're not in the first fifteen minutes. We're good. No, we're good. I am making this character what I want. This is my imagination, my creativity. If you want it to be open world, to have this freedom to explore and build your own story. The goal of any open world game should be as much freedom as possible. Customization. Yep. You give me a map, and I will make like like Minecraft. You give me a map, I'll make a farm. I'll make my house. I'll make the enchantments. I'll make everything, the layout, the positioning, everything myself. Skyrim. Yeah, there's set options for where you can build your homes, but you can completely customize the interior of the homes. You can get married. You can have kids. You can do all these different, like, I just, it just baffles my mind they call it open world, but it's not open world. Well, and I'm going to throw this out there, like, how do I put this in a politically correct mm -hmm. sense? Um... Oh, wait, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to play an ugly protagonist. And then not have a choice to change it. Right. Yeah. Like, like, it seems to me that a lot of games that are coming out recently, the protagonist is specifically developed to be ugly. Right. And, and maybe I'm vain. Maybe I'm a bit of a narcissist. Maybe everybody who's called me that throughout my life was right. But I don't want to be an ugly person. I would call it narcissism to have your own opinion of a game that claims to be open world and isn't. That's not narcissistic to me. No, but it's a little bit narcissistic that I kind of refuse to play those games because I don't want to play an ugly person. The fact that Bethesda did it 
And Bethesda made Skyrim. They made that customization. Why did they not carry over that palette from Skyrim to this, quote, open world, end quote, Star Wars game? Uh, because Disney's ESG score wasn't quite high enough. <laughs> Disney had nothing to do with it. Disney owns it. They took the reins from EA. I know. And, but, well, we all know EA's track record. I'm not going to get into that. But Disney owns it, and so it is what it is. It just, it's just, you can't call something open world like The Witcher. You you literally can ride from one end of the map and just fight monsters. Do whatever right. the hell you wanted. Right. Well, it's like Skyrim. You can just randomly find a mine, go mine stuff, smith it, and, and do whatever you want. Yep. I mean, if you don't want to fight any any creatures in Skyrim, you can get away with a lot of stuff without fighting any adversaries. Well, now they have these mods where you can start in Skyrim. You can start as a bandit with, like, some bandit group, or you can start as a vampire in a cave, or, like, you can start oh, as dude, a dude, dragon you're gonna priest. Get you're going to get me so far out of the weeds. Okay. We're going to record two today. It's a small gully. It's okay. No, it's no. We're going to record two today because you're going to get me into the weeds of AI. So I think after this one's done, we go back to this thought. I don't know if we're going to do AI. Oh, dude, no. We have to. No, we don't have to. AI yeah. shouldn't exist. Oh, dude, no. We, we will discuss it in the next one. For right now, let's get back to the Star Wars games. Anyways. So this Star Wars Outlaw game. It looks pretty good. It looks like shit. It looks like a decent game. It it's just like not what they're shit. selling it as. It's Okay, well, if you want your customer to buy something, don't sell it as that. Oh, but it worked out so well for Bud Light and Target. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you always seem to forget Miller Lite, too. For some reason. Because uh, I don't drink Miller, and I never have. Well, that's, that's funny. Don't I drink. Can... Drinking's bad for you. I went to uh, I went to the Except store the scotch. Other day. Scotch is good for you. Builds character. Oh, vodka is good for you too. <laughs> um, I went to the store the other day and I was in the fridge aisle at this gas station, and everything else was sold out. The only three things that weren't sold out: dude. Bud Light, Budweiser, and Miller Light were all sitting right there on the shelf. Oh, dude, totally <laughs> stocked. Dude, this even, even of the July. even the walk-in fridge area. This is going to be brutal on that company. Well, I guess you shouldn't have uh, pissed in the wrong Cheerios. I believe there's a uh, two, two uh, piece of advice that we've given as a culture. F around and find out. And uh, the other one would be get woke, go broke. Yeah. Wow. These are not laws of the universe. That's why everywhere I go I see... But they hurt. Buy Bud Light at cheapest price you ever had get a free something it's like wow now they're working on the free aspect oh my favorite selling my favorite is the buy a 15 pack for 12 dollars get up to a 15 dollar rebate so free you're gonna, light you all it costs me to drink your garbage beer is nothing a 56 <laughs> cent stamp <sighs> We're getting off a little too far into the. Uh, yeah, well, the I tried. I tried anchoring us back. I did. Yeah, my you tried my ass. I tried. Okay, back to the games. Back to the games. It I, just seems that these games are following that same pattern, and it's really gonna suck when they start getting boycotted. So, for what they are, I would say they look really great for what they are, but they're not advertising them as what they are. Right. It's not an open world if you don't open the world. It is not a fully customizable game if I cannot change the character. Right. It is not a fully customized game if, if I can't change line. my weapon 
one storyline. Right. And and I don't so much as mind the single storyline because you could argue that like Skyrim has a single storyline. You can pick either side of the conflict, it's called but the it's main one storyline. Yeah. Uh, and I would think of like non-single storylines being more like Fallout Four, where you could go with you're going to come to the same conclusion essentially. You're going to fight the synths and the the what do they call that? Starts with an E. I never really the enclave. No, no, not the enclave. The enclave. Well, whatever it was, the the big bad, and you can either side with them or against them. But there's lots of storylines to get you there. You got like the Brotherhood of Steel will take you there, the Minutemen will take you there, um, the Underground Railroad will take you there. Oh. Um, not that Underground Railroad. <laughs> well, it's basically the same one. I mean, the same same general For those place of you who know purpose. your history. <laughs> same general place in the world and purpose. It's just Underground Railroad 2.0. Um, but you, have, you could play and never touch the Brotherhood of Steel and still get to the outcome of mm. the game. You could never touch the Minutemen, which I would suggest because the Minutemen quest is garbage. Um, well, no. Actually, I love that quest. It's the fact that you always go back and it's like, hey, this settlement needs your help. Hey, this settlement needs your help. Hey, just protect yourselves. I gave you guns. Anyways. We're out of ammo. Right. Uh, I don't know. I just, games. That's why I keep, that's why I always go back to the old games. But it it looks really good for what it is. I just hope people don't buy it thinking it's going to be an RPG and get uh, a first-person shooter because that's going to drive a lot of people f- to return the game and be like, this is garbage. Reddit and 4chan, the, the dregs of the armpits internet. and butthole of the internet are saying otherwise. There's a lot of people pissed off about this game. And there's Again, more people pissed off than I think I think a lot of it... I think a lot of the, the upset nature of people in these games is that they're being sold a bill of goods and they're saying, hey, it's open world. And the people are like, that doesn't look like an open world to me. And so if you sold it as a first-person shooter, the first-person shooter players would love it. Right. If you sold it as a open world to the open world players, they're not going to love it because it's not what they bought. And I think that is the biggest problem with it. However, I think that can be overcome. I, I'm not excited about the fact that these companies seem to be forgetting the basics of what made them interesting companies. Yeah, you mean like the customers who buy their games and tell them what they want in a game and then they don't do it? That's well, what made them their companies. Well, and a lot of them just... Fan make- feedback, dude. That's what makes companies want to continue to produce good quality products. Right. Well, but here's the other thing. Those companies, a lot of them... A lot of them dug in when it was early, and they were making leaps and bounds in developing new abilities, new softwares, new uh, ideas of how the gaming industry could go. Look at Blizzard. Okay. Where did they cut their teeth? Uh, well, that depends. There's a lot of different places. <laughs> well, just list any of the above. Okay. Just pick one. 
I'd have to say, well, see, the way I see it is when players started leaving and you kept the devoted players. Yeah. I would say Miss of Pandaria, which came out in 2013. Okay. My favorite expansion by far. To World, War- World of Warcraft. To World of Warcraft. Miss of Pandaria. Best expansion ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so let's throw this out there. But the declination of the game after that. Let's look at StarCraft. Oh, God, StarCraft. StarCraft was an incredibly unique take on its genre. Yes, it was. And it's incredibly innovative. And then they came out with StarCraft 2. Again, incredibly innovative. Yeah. They changed a ton of stuff, made the entire genre of real-time strategies. It, it, It... they went through and did to real-time strategies what Xbox did to gaming in general. They revolutionized the entire genre. So then if you're talking there about... There are still people playing StarCraft full-time as a way to earn a living. StarCraft 2. Then I would say for... And then for, what have they done over the past uh, decade... It's, they've, expansion, they've, expansion, expansion, yeah, that's expansion. What, that's what World of Warcraft. They're turned not into. innovating. That's because Blizzard let go of their good staff, and now they have a bunch of social justice cucks working for them. Well, it's more than that. They didn't just let go of their good staff. The last they, three expansions of World of Warcraft were ass. These companies became uh, monoliths, megaliths. I'd say monolith. But both, in a way. I mean, they're they're megalithic in, in what they accomplished. But they're monolithic. In but they're monolithic in that they became what they are today by being willing to take risks, willing to develop new things that most people were like, hey, conservatively, I, I think it could work, but like, how do you do it? So we're just going to... I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work. Hold on. They built their companies and their reputations on innovation. I remember when Battlefront came out, the new one. Battlefront 1. 2015. And you could see the light reflecting off of the ice shells. You could completely customize your character. Oh, absolutely. You could do whatever you wanted. And and they were visually stunning. The graphics were amazing. and But these companies built their their reputations by doing that. By stepping aside and saying, hey, I know this is the way it's always been done. We're going to do something new. We're going to make it work, and we're going to make a ton of money by doing it. And then they did it. And then the higher-ups said, whoa, 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 we're making so much money, we can't make waves. What if we lose money? And so the guys who were there to drive the innovation, the guys who worked at Blizzard because they wanted to innovate the RTS strategy games... The guys that were there to innovate and create new modes of thought in gaming are retarded. They went, well, they went, wait, so we're not even allowed to innovate? We're just going to do the same thing over and over and over? I'm not staying here. Like, I'm, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to push the boundaries. They're retarded because a lot of them stayed there. Well, a lot of them did. I'm too scared to lose my job. But those... Well, if 20 of the developers say, fuck you, we're doing our own thing... But What's those, they're going to do? Fire all their development but staff? But those guys weren't really doing the pushing. Okay. Those guys were doing the development, Listen. but the guys that were visionary, they were like, no, I'm not staying for this. And that's when they lost their best talent 
and now they just float wherever because, uh, well, uh, we don't want to lose money. Blizzard just had a sale for Dragonflight, their newest DLC. Shadowlands, the DLC from last year, absolute garbage. Biggest dumpster fire, fly around, fairy gay shit that it should not be in World of Warcraft. Literally. Of furry mounts? Literally. There was this entire freaking zone where you flew around with these fairies in this glittery forest. I'm like, this is not the World of Warcraft I know where I'm running in headfirst as an orc warrior cutting people to pieces. I'm flying around chasing fairies in the forest for missions. What the fuck is this gay shit? And then the one before that, Battle for Azeroth. Then I'm going back. <laughs> Battle for Azeroth. Okay, yeah, there's some new items, new armor, new areas. It was okay, but it was just hand-holding. They literally told you on the map where you had to go and what you had to do. Versus back in the day when I first started playing a decade ago, there was no hand-holding. Hold on, it gets better. They have a sale on Blizzard right now. I bought the newest expansion pack. $50 is normally runs. Guess how much I bought it for? I have no idea. $20. That's impressive. You know why? Because no one's buying their garbage anymore, so they have to cut the price down to get people to come back. Right. People like me, who they know will spend money on good content, I just bought it to max my characters out. I'm not going to play that stupid storyline. Fair enough. But point is, the fact remains, and there's, that's the reason I quit playing League of Legends. Not only did I get banned for a little Several bit. Several dozen I, times. Well, if people weren't such pussies, and I could hurt their feelings. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's not the old League of Legends. Let's just say I played that game for nine years. Yeah, I do miss the old League of Legends. But anyways, I quit playing that because it's just the new characters were just copy-paste. Yeah, it was The mechanics getting, were copy-paste. It was getting really old of it's just redundant. playing the same character with a different face. Redundancy. Uh, yeah, there was... And again, they got big because they were creative. They were innovative. They were creating characters with entirely new yes. uh, abilities. And, and then they started to take that, and they what did they do? They just... They sold out to a giant company that was all about making money. Well, China. But they re- they remade characters. They took characters we knew and loved for years and years. They cut out their kits. What those monsters did to Katarina. What those monsters did oh. to Shen. Ah, who cares? I do. I was a Shen <laughs> top for years. But they, they took these characters. Probably a good 25 characters have had revamps. Uh, probably. Cut yeah. their kits out. Completely redid the artwork. Completely redid their kits and their abilities. And it's like, what are you doing? Instead of messing around with old characters, how about you use your brain cells to come up with a new one? Yeah, the, you're assuming they have brain cells. That's my point with all of this talk of these companies. So, they don't. I have a question for you. I might have an answer. What are your feelings on the newest show they announced? The one that's coming out the, the most... It, it, League of Legends show? No, Star Wars. The next show to come out out of the announcements... The Ahsoka series. All right. See you guys next week. (laughs) I'm out of this one. I just... Oh, my gosh, dude. Her character is so... She's like a benign tumor. Like, she can be there, and you might not notice. She's not really doing anything. But if you cut her out, again, no one would notice or care. That's literally how I feel about that character. That's fair. So this story, to me, I'm more interested in what Thrawn is going to be doing. I could care less about Ahsoka and what do they have? They have all the freaking stupid-ass Rebels characters in there, Sabine. And I'm like, you know what? 
No one cares about those fucking characters. Somebody They're does. worthless. Somebody at Disney cares. <laughs> Somebody at Disney also thought that Rey was a Skywalker and thought that would be no, a good idea. No, no. No one thought she was a Skywalker. They're all aware she's lying and black-facing Skywalkers. Did I tell you about that Reddit <laughs> thread I got banned from? Oh, God. Because I called the Aragorn card from Lord of the Rings black-facing. Um... And they called me racist, and I said, wait, how am I being racist for calling out a fact that you copy-pasted a black person's face onto a white character? Is that not the definition of blackface? That was the laziest thing that could possibly <laughs> Dude, done. I'm like, it's not even laziness. It's, if you're going to ban me, give me a valid reason. Well, no, like, I'm just I talking about the I wasn't being Aragorn racist. Thing. I called it out. I'm talking about the Aragorn thing. That's that is the s- laziest way to create a black character. <laughs> like, hey, guys, we want to make sure there's a great black character in this set. Because Let's make him the reasons. king of Gondor. Reasons. <laughs> uh, we could write a new character and produce something really, really cool and unique. Or when you already have all the Easterlings out. who are black. <laughs> hear me out. We just get some shoe polish. <laughs> like that is the laziest, most racist crap I've ever heard of. They think they're doing justice, but it's actually probably one of the most racist things I've seen uh, from a multi-million dollar company. Hey, Aragorn, come here. Come here, Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about this. This is just shoe polish. No reason. No reason. <laughs> that is the laziest thing. How insulted would you ha- would you be if they did that? Like, ah, this is Black Panther, and uh, hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Actor who's playing Black Panther now because the good one died, um, why don't you come over here? We've got a little bit of chalk. We're going to make you white. Now it's Wakanda, white nation. <laughs> How? This is the colonizer's Wakanda. Look, I, oh my god. I'm sorry, dude, but that, that card. And then they made Theoden and Eowyn black, which I'm pretty sure um, Rohan was based no, off the, of... No, 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 no. They made some Norse mythology and some Eowyns and some... They only did some of them as black. It's just... What I don't understand I'm pretty is, sure Rohan was supposed to be Northern Europe. Well, well, and Rohan was supposed to be, like, elegant and fair, you know, long, flowing hair, and they were supposed to be noble. Like, Condor. looking noble, and they just come out looking, like, scruffy. You're talking about Condor, not Rohan. I'm talking about all of them. Oh, well, uh, everybody. Good set. That we well, Philip and I went to a draft night at, at my older brother's house last week. There was do 10 not of us there. defame me. That was fun. Yeah, it was hold blast. on. It was blast. Hold on. That was a fun night. The cards in the set are most of them. Uh, I'd say, in my opinion, about seventy-five percent of the cards are immaculate artwork. Yeah, you're giving them way more credit than I good. would. Good. No, I'm talking about play-wise gameplay. Okay, so the okay. flavor of the cards, the flavor of the text is reasonable. Very well done to me. Um, good set. It gives Lord of the Rings some precedent because Rings of Power lost Amazon a lot of money. So what do they have to do? They have to partner up with Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast to basically make more money off Magic cards. What they lost on Rings of Power because Rings of Power was garbage. You know, it's amazing. It's um, amazing. They connect could have the just dots, made people. A good, a good Lord of the Rings story, and then they wouldn't have had to done that. Well, either way, 
it was a fun set, but there are some things wrong with the set that go against both the books and the movies, as most things do nowadays. Be careful, my $20 ring wraith card isn't That's there. fine. Oh, whoa, you don't have that sleeved? No, because You're a garbage I've human being. been busy. You're a garbage human being. I'm just saying, a lot of the cards are immaculate, and but there was definitely, I feel like, they could have done a little bit extra work into making some of this stuff better, but still a fun set, fun night, had a fucking blast, but... Um, no, but moving forward, I think, gosh, um, there was a game, or the Ahsoka series, sorry, not the game. I just, I'm more curious to know about Thrawn and kind of what he's doing behind the scenes. Don't care about the these quote-unquote rebels. I don't care about Ahsoka. I want to see what Thrawn's doing. Because the Moth is gone, Palpatine's gone, Vader's dead, Luke's building his... Uh, Academy and Thrawn was in the original books from the 90s for episode 7, 8, and 9 so that's what really piques my curiosity is to know is it going to be book related? Probably not with Disney's track record but you know a guy can hope I do not care one iota about that show at all I do not care what Ahsoka does. I do not care what they claim she does for the Rebels. I do not care what Thrawn is doing because Disney does not understand good characters. So, I will not be bothering my time to watch it. Oh, Sorry I never, I to didn't anybody who wants to hear my take on it, but, but I can tell you my take is it's going to be garbage. There, I sleeved it. you darn right you did. I don't care. I never said I'm going to watch it. I said I'm curious to know what happens. I'm not. I'm gonna little. watch. I'm gonna watch bloopers of what happens from Star Wars Theory and Stupendous Wave on YouTube. That'll be the end of it. I am not sitting down to waste an hour of my night for eight episodes or six episodes of garbage, drag you in the mud, stupid character arcs that I don't care about. I will give them maybe five minutes of the first episode. I ain't giving them shit. I, I will give them maybe five minutes of the first episode, and if they don't grab my attention, that's it. I'm done. Because, like, legitimately, I, I have no interest in it. I'm just, I'm to the point where, especially after Mandalorian Season 3, Dumpster Fire, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, they've pretty much lost my interest. And now, now they have a Ray movie coming out. Like, wasn't that supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga? Wasn't her character supposed to remain basically isolated in, in the desert as the exalted only Jedi in existence now? And now you want to have her come back and train this new... I'm like, what do you, what do you guys... You have nothing better to do than to go off of a story that no one fucking liked? Didn't you guys learn your lesson with the first three times you played the movie? Didn't. Uh, what about Skeleton Crew? What about it? What do you think of Skeleton Crew? Are you talking about the old original movie from the 80s? No, they announced it. Are you serious? 2023. Second one on the list. Wow. Um, so you haven't seen anything about that? No. All right, well then we'll leave that one alone. What uh, is that supposed to be about the Bad Batch guys again? or Rogue? I don't even know anything about it. I, I know there's the Acolyte series coming out too, which... Yeah, that one seems like it could be interesting. Yeah, it looks like garbage. 
And then yeah, there's Mandalorian movie, which should be pretty good. I think that's 2024, 2025 that comes out. Um, I just, I, Disney's track record is basically I'm to the point where I'm not going to spend any money or time on anything until it. All right. So I have some bad news about Skeleton Crew. What? Star Wars Skeleton Crew is an upcoming live-action American television series created by John Watts and Christopher Ford for the streaming service of Disney+. Plus. Yeah, but Jude Law plays in it. Da, 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 da. Executive producers. John Watts, John Favreau, Dave Filioni, Christopher Ford, and... Don't say her name. I already know who it is, that look. Kathleen Kennedy. Alright, Deuces Skeleton Crew is out. It centers on a group of children lost in space. Oh, what the hell? It's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. Okay, so it's Sounds looking... like a wild goose chase. So it's looking like they're trying to do a non-Force-sensitive spin on Star Wars? Oh, Rogue Squadron, too. That's when I forgot. Rogue Squadron's coming out this year. We'll, okay. see, we'll see what kind of feminazi crap guys, they're coming up guys, with. Guys, 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 please leave that alone. That was one of the few Disney movies that I actually enjoyed in the past decade. Please let it lie. Games, you mean? The Rogue Squadron game? No. Luke Rogue One. And... No, Rogue Squadron. Right, no. Rogue One is... So what I'm seeing from this, I know there's a Rogue Squadron, I know all that. <coughs> Rogue Squadron was with, like, Big Star Glider, Wedge Antilles. What I'm, what I'm seeing from it is Disney saw Rogue One go off with relative success. I mean, it was one of the better performing Star Wars movies. Because it was their movies. second movie that they put out. And it was actually good. When Bob Iger was still there. And it was actually reasonably good. And so what I'm seeing is they're taking, hey, we had a good, almost successful movie. Let's make a TV show on it. And I think it's a movie. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. I don't care. Leave it alone. Leave rogue anything alone. You did it decently. Let it sit. Phil, we've been using foresight on all of this. They can't leave it alone. We've been claiming that for the last two and a half years we've been doing this podcast. They can't help it. They could. They could help it. Give us, like, five years off. Let all of these terrible people... We have a cookie jar that's this big. The problem is, it's one of those cookie jars that you can't see what's on the inside. So you grab... Disney's grabbing the first few cookies off the top. Oh, these are delicious. They get to the bottom. It's up on a shelf. They can't see quite down into it, but they can feel the cookies down there. Okay. They're just going to do anything they can to get those cookies out. Okay, so what I'm hearing... They don't care if they have to take there's a the cookie jar and drop it on the floor to shatter it to get the cookies. There is a flaw in your metaphor. There's not a flaw it, in There is, and it's a very basic one that it's okay that you Because they're going to pull it's the cookie jar towards the edge jar. of the fridge. It's not a cookie jar they're reaching into. That's, that's not it's a, a flaw. It's a septic tank. That's not <laughs> <laughs> How's that a flaw in my metaphor? That's nothing to do with my metaphor. Because none of what they have pulled out has been edible. <laughs> well, I guess that's because they're the ones who made the cookies. I'm, I'm just. My I metaphor was good. They're gonna excited. do. They're gonna do whatever they can to get those cookies out, one way or the other. Whether that's breaking the glass. Oh, yeah, getting up on a they're stool, gonna... 
guess who the stool is that they have to step onto? Oh, the yeah. people. It's going to be garbage. I'm telling you that the problem is is that they are not listening to what the fans have to say. And just like you and I predicted, I'm pretty sure you can go back a couple episodes and listen, with Obi-Wan and all this shit, they're going to take those and be like, oh, look how successful those were. Oh, they're distracted. Quick, put out the garbage again. Put out garbage. Put out garbage. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay. All right. All right. What about a droid story? Garbage. Why? Who cares about the droids? They're inanimate objects. They're meant to do one thing in the movies and in the series, and that's it. Why do I need a background story on them? What do you expect we'll get out of it? Uh, a wild goose chase between robots that no one freaking cares about. It's going to be some little kid's show, I bet. Maybe. I am actually more worried that they're going to bring in Fembot. Case in point. Because some they... Some wild goose chase no one cares about. Right, right, right. But here's the thing. It's supposed to be about R2... And 3PO. What have they done to every other OG character? Oh, yeah. They've killed them off. Killed them off. Or, because it's an old-time story, it's supposed to be like, I think it's supposed to be in the past. So they can't kill him. But what did they do to Lando? Basically made him useless. Yeah, and then some. Uh, What did they do to... They killed Han. (coughs) Leia... Chewie got sidelined. Chewie got sidelined. They're going to do it to R2 and C-3PO. They're going to sideline them for some... I don't even remember the name of that fembot that died in... L3. L3. And it's going to be garbage. I I really expect that. What did I say? Okay, throw me another one. Lando. A Lando movie? No, it's just titled Lando. Garbage. They already ruined his character when they claimed he was a pansexual, which, I'm sorry, keep your stupid-ass fake identity politics out of Star Wars. It has no place. There are two sexes in Star Wars, male and female, and that is it. Well, I mean, that's not Lando Star Wars. Fell you didn't have to add Star his... Wars in there. Lando f- well, well, I didn't have to add Star Wars, but we're a Star Wars podcast. And apparently, it looks like it's going to be a TV series. Joy. So there's another waste of space. Yeah. It's in early development. It is not announced. Are they casting um, Donald Glover? That is a good question. I am not sure. There's not a whole lot on here about it in general, but apparently it's Billy, a Lando Calrissian story. Billy D. Williams is the original. Classic character. Swindler, swooner, lover. No way, shape, or form. Any der- derivative. Well, of course, that's back in the 80s when people were sane and understood that um, there's males and females, and that's it. Um, now, apparently, oh, by the way, I, Wikipedia, I'm boycotting right now because they came out with a page, uh, which is really sad, but they came out with a page listing the sexuality of Star Wars characters. Apparently, Luke's gay, and there's a bunch of other shit, and I sent this nasty gram to them in an email. Of course, they didn't respond because they know I'm right, but I was like, why are you putting your identity politics into a fictional universe you have nothing better to do uh no it's not that they have nothing better to do it's that in order to really um overwhelm normal people you have to put it in so constantly that the normal person just goes i do not care and walks away 
When they get no traffic on their website, I guess they can answer that question for themselves. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, EU, doesn't Luke have, like, a wife and kids? Yep. He marries Mara Jade. Obviously, yeah, he's obviously gay. Uh, I'm sure that's a great cover. Yeah. Um, Especially as hot as Mara Jade is, too. Lando. Lando's a pansexual. I'm pretty sure in the books and movies he, like, tries to swoon every female character he talks to. I don't even know what a pansexual is. I I don't want to know. Don't know and I don't care. It just... Either way. It throws me for a loop that you have existing characters with existing storylines and fleshed out histories... And, and somewhere like Wikipedia, who is supposed to be, like, the place you go to find out about Star Wars. Oh, Luke's gay. Really? And in and what chapter, what page, what book is that? We are here to learn facts about Star Wars. Not your opinions. And not your false opinions, because it's in the books. He's straight. You are lying. It's not just them. It's it's every then the whole page, Bastila was on there. I think Darth Malak. Dude, there's a bunch of these characters that someone somewhere who's under the devil's ambition was just making all these absurd claims about Star Wars characters and their sexual identities. I don't give a shit if you have that page on there. First of all, I'm sorry they don't have that problem in Star Wars where men think they're women and women think they're men. <laughs> Star Wars is pretty straightforward, dude. Uh, yeah, Star Wars kind of basically. <laughs> covers all that. There's billions of aliens in the universe. People don't ask questions. They don't have that problem. It just... it. The only person that you should be listing that for is a hut. Oh, at this point, this hut happens to be female. Because the huts are fluid. Actually, a hut will be... A part of the gender that they are... Uh, how would you even put that for the huts? They assimilate to the gender they need to be or something. At the time for what they're doing. Yeah. So if they're working business, they become male huts. And if they're wanting to have kids, they become female huts. Their their gender changes, literally. That's called gender fluid. So if you want to... My gender changes based on If you want to uh, have a gender or a sexuality morning. listed page, that's the only species I can think of where that's noteworthy. Because you can actually read, oh yes, at this point, uh, Jabba became a female and had a child. And then resumed being a male, because I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's your truth, Phil. So, the, the, it would not bother me if you did it for a race that it is pertinent to. It would not bother me if you had that page... And we're, I don't know, telling facts from the universe. Right. So you can have that page and it says, oh, Luke's sexuality is he's a man who likes women. And here is the 3,700 references we have to prove that. Right. Instead, it's, oh, uh, Luke's gay because on page 319 of this one obscure book, it says that he... Um, looked at a Tuscan raider and didn't know if it was a man or a woman. Yeah. No, that doesn't make him gay. It makes him confused like it makes the rest of us, you retards. And that is why I won't be using Wikipedia ever again. 
Which is sad because I like Wikipedia. I know, but there's plenty of other sources out there that are just as validated. Wikipedia is just the one that you can really. Yeah, but it's all in right. one place. Right. So so sorry, Phil. You have to actually do research for once. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to research. I know just enough to get by. Oh, <sighs> uh, it just baffles my mind. It's like leave that shit out of Star Wars. Why? Yeah. Why? Because it's failing everywhere else in the world. Now you have to bring it to fantasy and science fiction. Oh, and you're going to see fiction. that more and more. You're going to see that more. It's going to it's going to creep into different places that it's never been before. Yeah. Because let's face it, it's dying and it's desperate. So I'm going to throw this out there. There was a church recently where the pastor got into the identity politics game. Don't know if you heard about this. It was a historic church. I believe it was Episcopalian, Lutheran, one of the ends. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he was preaching for three or four months about how, I don't know, some heresy. And God literally sent a lightning bolt to the steeple and burned the entire church to the ground during a church service. Are you serious? Whole church to the ground. Historic church, 200 years old, like old church for America burns the whole thing to the ground and it comes out like three days later that he's been on the LGBTQ train and it's like hmm, I get get what you play with I guess uh, play with fire get burned welcome to Sodom my friend or I guess in this case ask for lightning and get incinerated welcome, <laughs> welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah I, I, I don't. I, it's going to reach out its tentacles and try so very hard. Well, call me Boromir, but if those tentacles come anywhere near the hobbits, I've got a sword that'll cut them off. By hobbits, I mean my kids. That was a really <laughs> lazy reference. Shut up. That was I so tried. lazy. I was on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the Boromir character card for Magic the Gathering. Oh, why didn't they give him long hair? Garbage. He has a buzz cut. Garbage. The, the length of hair for the Gondorians is to determine how long you've been in service and your elegance. Well, well, there's more to it than that. There is, but I'm just giving a base, base premise without having to delve too deep into it. So Boromir had very long hair and because he was, he was the captain of Gondor. He was the leader of most of the Gondorian military. Not to mention the son of the steward of Gondor at the time, Denethor. But they gave him a buzz cut! The beard they got fairly accurate, but the buzz cut. We can't have nice things. Can't. I can't do Boromir was my favorite character in most of Lord of the Rings. Of course. <laughs> you would. Oh. <laughs> There's only one right answer for favorite character in Lord of the Rings. Only one. Smeagol. No. <laughs> it is the character that makes the entire book series a success and possible. Tolkien. No! Samwise Gamgee. Eh, no. He has to be the favorite because he is the only one that, that the mission could not have worked without. Uh, but then there's the whole story with Aragorn getting the Ring of Barahir and, and finding Arwen and the Dúnedain clans. and I, Sam could or could not have, I mean... Yes, okay, Frodo would have died to Shelob if Sam didn't show up. Big deal. No, not died to Shelob. Would have been, uh, the ring would have been taken from him when Shelob stuck him and he was unconscious and paralyzed. Uh, the orcs would have taken him and the ring, delivered the ring to Sauron. 
Yeah, the only reason Shelob didn't get a chance to eat him and keep the ring for herself was because Sam came and killed Shelob. Absolutely. Right. But had Sam not done that, and had Sam, Shelob would have kept the ring and eaten Frodo. Oh yeah. Or or again, the orcs. Can you would have imagine Shelob with the ring? She would have no desire for it, uh, and she would probably just like Smeagol. She's a creature too. Right. But she fell under the spell of evil. She is a creature of evil, but not a minion of Morgoth. I didn't say that she's devoted to him, but she's a creature of evil is what I said. Right, but she predates Morgoth. You can still predate someone and be evil, Phil. Yeah, and she can be evil. Yes. But that doesn't mean she she'll hated fall under the, the sway of Sauron. She hated the orcs. That's why she ate them. Well, she ate them because she was hungry. Well, right, but <laughs> she also didn't like the orcs. And she didn't like destroyed anybody. most. Of she her didn't life. like anything, and the orcs killed a lot of her offspring. Right, as you know. but uh, what probably would have happened is she would have eaten Frodo, cast out the leftovers, his clothes and such, and Smeagol would have gotten the ring, and would have fallen back into the hands of Mordor, and the ring would have ended up with Sauron anyway. Smeagol fell down the hole without Sam there. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ways the story can change. You appreciate Sam. Congratulations. No. I like Frodo. No. Well, I'm sure you like Boromir. Boromir is my guy. I'm sure you like Boromir. That's wonderful. But he's yes. uh, pointless to the story. Surely say that. He saved If he was Mary. Thanos snapped, the story would have gone <laughs> off just like it did. Actually, no, it wouldn't have. Gondor's history would have changed if Boromir wasn't alive. Yeah, Gondor's history would have changed a lot if Sam wasn't alive because uh, there would be no Gondor history. Would. It would be Orc Kingdom 2. <laughs> I'm talking about before the Fellowship of the Ring. Gondor's importance relied heavily on Boromir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He retook Osgiliath for crying out loud. Oh, absolutely. Multiple times. I don't even remember how many times he took what. Minas Margol, he took, he fought to push them back. He, he fought for Minas the Vale. Uh, what is that called? Ithilin. He, he, he helped clear out Ithilin. Yes. Absolutely. Extremely important character. I'm not saying he's the most important. He's my favorite. He's, he's a terrible character, actually. <laughs> actually, if anything, Aragorn kind of... Mm. Actually, I, I think it is undeniable Sorry, that Samwise Gamgee is the most important character in Lord of the Rings. Blackagorn, my bad. <laughs> His face. <laughs> I think it is undeniable that Samwise Gamgee is the single most impa- important character I, in I Lord of the Rings. I wasn't talking about most And important. Tom Bombadil's is an a-hole. Tom Bombadil <laughs> I love him. I love him. Just the entire execution. I love the mystery. I love it all. Tom Bombadil is an a-hole because he literally could have just bounced over to Mount Doom and dropped the ring in and it would have all been over. He can clear mountains in a single bound. All he would have had to do is just like, hop, 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 oh look, I'm in Rohan, hop, 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 oh look, Mount Doom, boing! Game over. I never said anything about most important character. I said He's an my, a-hole. I said my favorite character was Boromir. I hate Boromir. Why? A lot of people do. Why? Because he tried to take the ring from Frodo? No. Any sane man no, trying to save no. the country would have looked for power. No. That's not it. I don't like him because he shows exactly what it is that is weak about men who are desperate. I wouldn't say weak about men who are desperate. He, he shows the weaknesses of men who are desperate. 
that the potential weaknesses. Not Faramir and Aragorn show the strength that can come of a desperate man. Flaw, not a weakness. Eh. It's a difference. Well, no, no, no. It is a flaw, but it is the weakness that can that can happen when you have a desperate man. I'm changing your verbiage. It's the flaws of men who are desperate, not the weakness. Weakness is a flaw. So flaws as a whole. I'm searching for power. I'm desperate. Okay, I I'll allow it, but you'll allow it. I'm telling you how it should be verbiage. No, it's fine. Either way, it's specifically I was referring to the weakness that he yes, showed. But without that, there wouldn't have been the fellowship because people wouldn't have Elrond wouldn't have seen how desperate men were. If Elrond hadn't seen the desperation, he'd have sent Frodo and Gandalf on their own, and Sam might have come with. But I I don't think so. I, I think Elrond knew better. Aragorn had to go. Um, Elisar. I, I think the reason most people dislike him is it he is the opposite window to what Faramir and, and Aragorn are. Boromir was just a sacrificial lamb. But at he the same restored time, hope to Aragorn. As a man, he was a wonderful character. I mean, let's face it, if you were in Gondor at the time, if the story was told from the perspective of some Gondor soldiers, Boromir would be the great captain, the, the, the mythic legend. Yeah. And Faramir would have been, like, his little brother who's trying to be as much as, as he can, but he's not nearly as as noble looking, and he's not you know his job as a ranger isn't as noble as as the captain of Gondor. He, he is a captain of Gondor, but he's not the he's captain, captain of, of the, the rangers, White. Right, he's is... not the captain of the White Tower. Right, and so um, charging into Osgiliath, uh, marching through Ithilien, uh, taking back territories, defending the harbors. I think if you saw the story from that perspective, it would have been one thing, but that shows you that Boromir got desperate. Because Boromir only he got saw desperate. the worst possible no. outcome. Boromir got desperate, not because of that. Boromir was always hopeful. He was always headstrong. He got desperate because his father poisoned his mind. Well, that's part of it. but And he was willing to do his father's bidding well, out of loyalty. But a part of it was... He was he a, was loyal to Gondor, not he, his father. Yeah, he was because, also loyal to his father to a degree. But if you remember, he was willing to say no. If you remember, though, at the council, Boromir was like, "Gondor needs this." But he, he was, didn't say, "My father needs this." He says, "Gondor needs this." Right, but why was he at the council it, of Elrond? It does, he was invited. Tolkien's writings is Faramir had dreams about going to Elrond's house for the council meeting. Okay. Faramir brought those to Denethor. Denethor said, ah, you're not good enough. Boromir, go. <coughs> and Boromir said, okay, I, I don't want to, but I will. Because he was loyal to his father, good for him. But there's actually great ramifications to having Faramir on Fellowship. The Fellowship as ver versus Boromir. And you can go down a real deep rabbit hole, but basically the general consensus is if Faramir had gone, the Fellowship would not have broken up. Merry and Pippin would not have been taken. 
Boromir wouldn't have died. Faramir wouldn't have died because they were all separated based on what? Boromir. No. Why was Frodo separated from the crowd? The Urukai showed up on their own. Right. Boromir was out picking wood. Frodo left after Boromir had been gone for hours in the book. It stated that Boromir had already been gone. Why did Frodo? Why did Frodo put on the ring and run? No. Boromir left. Frodo went after Boromir. Boromir was already out there picking up fire when Frodo came to him. That's what it said in the book. Boromir had but already his been weakness gone for hours. Meant he tried to take the ring. Okay, but the fellowship wasn't spelled. The Urukai were already sent by Sauron long before. Right. That. Well, they were sent well before that. I get so that. So the fellowship may have still been but, by the fireplace, but the Urukai. But they'd still have all been in up. one place, approximately. I mean, within a hundred yards of each other. Mm. When the orcs showed up, and everybody would have gotten to the boats. Rukai, not orcs. They would have gotten to the boats. Or they'd have run along, or whatever. Or they'd have been fighting. I mean, let's face it, we can say Aragorn and Faramir and Gandalf, or, well, Gandalf's dead at this point, but Gimli and Legolas, they could take on a couple hundred orcs by themselves. No worries. I don't think you can blame <laughs> Boromir for the splitting of the Fellowship. No, and I don't think you can blame anyone for it, because I don't think it's the... I don't think blame is needed. But Rohan didn't get invited because they were fighting the... The Westfolds. The Westfolds at the time. And Elrond Where were you when the Westfolds fell? Exactly. I'm looking this up because I'm pretty sure Gondor was invited. Galadriel wasn't invited. I do remember that. But I don't know about Elrond. Basically, what it boils down to is it's the idea of divine providence that the formation of the formation they happen to convene there random. the formation of the fellowship so was divine intervention from Eru Iluvatar it was divine providence it happened to be that Faramir had that dream and Denethor sent Boromir but even it Legolas happened, and Gimli weren't invited no one was it happened to be that Legolas Aragorn was visiting. was already there to see Arwen because he had saved the hobbits. The only person who came out of their way with the intent was Frodo. What? Frodo was specifically the only one going to the Council of Elrond Well, because with was, his intent. He was supposed to be the Because one. he was the ring bearer. Yes. Yeah. Samwise Gamgee was caught at the window and Gandalf sent him with. They ran into Merry and Pippin, and they got drug along because they found the, the ringwraith on the road. I, you're convincing the crowd at this point. I already know the whole story. But what I'm telling you is, it's not an invitation like, hey, here's a letter in the mail. It was invitation by word of mouth of, hey, Elrond's putting together this meeting. It was literally... I just fucking read it on Loader Wiki, dude. Kiss my were, ass. All of these people were in Rivendell... And he's like, okay, it's divine providence. You were meant to be at this meeting. It's divine providence. It's token. It, Loader fandom says otherwise, and I think they know a little more than you do. All that Elrond did to call the Council of Elrond was say, hey, guys, you're in my house anyway. Come talk. That's it. Okay, that to me is an invitation. <sighs> in a sense, yes. <laughs> I, you can be a dick about it. I can, because I'm trying to tell you something. But, you're not listening. But it's not that... Elrond invited someone from Gondor. No, I didn't say he sent a piece of mail or a, a stork out right, or right. a raven. That's not, all I said was the invitation was there. But the important, the important point for me is Denethor did send Boromir 
okay, if you want to go buy movies, yes, Denethor told Boromir there's this meeting, go. And Boromir's like, I can't leave behind right. Gondor. And that's that's one of the things about the movie that I never liked, is they missed out on the I Divine know, Providence. I know, but it's, it's the extended edition. But I, So for me, it's really interesting that like there's this idea of the Divine Providence of destroying the ring, that the god of the universe wants the ring destroyed so much that he's willing to make all of these disparate parties come together, and Elrond's like, oh, crap. This is serious. Elrond, <laughs> Elrond's not going to argue with Euro. Right, he's just like, oh, crap, this is serious. Uh, well, you're here for a reason. We may as well talk about this. <sighs> so be it. <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got for you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram, Dreshtick Cantina. Discord, Dreshtick Cantina. Hive of Scummy Villains, gmail.com. The have, huge. Have no idea what to title this one, uh, but explicit will probably be in there. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> what to title the last one either, so. And go ahead and like, share, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Good to be back for sure, I will say that. It is. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>